appropriate antibiotic use, responsible antibiotic use, is one of the biggest challenges in veterinary and human healthcare at the moment. Antibiotics are a fantastic uh, treatment for all manner of different infections. And if we actually lose that because they become completely ineffective, then actually that's going to have probably the biggest impact on healthcare imaginable. Antibiotics are not a treatment that you typically think of giving your dog or your cat on a long-term permanent basis, but for some conditions that might be what's needed to keep your pet's disease under control. And today I'm answering a question about the risks of this and what maybe other alternatives there are. But before I get into that, here's the intro. Welcome to Call the Vet, the show that answers all your dog and cat questions so they can live healthier, happier lives. And here's your host, veterinarian, Dr. Alex Avery. Welcome along to episode number 42 of Call the Vet. I'm Dr. Alex and I'm the veterinarian behind OurPetsHealth.com and my aim on this podcast is to answer any questions that you have so that you can look after your pet to the best of your ability no matter what life throws their way and I'm really grateful that you're here sharing your time with me uh, and because I know there's just so many other things that you know we could be doing that take up our time and we all lead very busy lives. So I appreciate you joining me for today's episode. And if you're a new listener and you enjoy what you hear, then make sure you hit that subscribe button and also share it with your friends and family just to help me help more pets because that's really important to me and that's really what this show is all about. Also, if you don't know already, you can get your question answered simply by heading over to callthevet.org, filling out the form and I'll answer your question in an upcoming episode. But that's it for the intro. Let's get into today's question. And we've got Leo to thank for today's question because Leo wrote in and said, um, my cat's been on and off antibiotics for the past three years. When do antibiotics start to cause neurotoxicity in cats and which cats are more vulnerable to this? So different antibiotics and anything that we give do have different side effects. And there's no getting away from the fact that any medication, any intervention, be that surgical, medical, or even neglect or supplementation has the potential for certain side effects. Neurotoxicity is definitely something that we can see with some antibiotics. An example of that would be metronidazole. But in other antibiotics, then that's not going to be a concern. And an example of a commonly used uh, antibiotic that wouldn't cause this would be amoxicillin. Now, side effects really are, are most often Often, but not always either individual or dose dependent rather than time dependent. And by that, I mean that uh, either an individual has a reaction to the antibiotic. It's nothing to do with the antibiotic itself per se, but it's just that individual is sensitive. So an obvious example would, of this would be uh, a penicillin allergy, which we see in people and also we can see in pets. It's very, very uncommon, but that would be an example of an individual uh, reaction to a drug or we can get dose dependent dependent reactions. And by this, I mean that if you give a higher dose, then there's a higher risk of developing a side effect. And in some cases, we'll only see side effects when when, when a drug is given a really high dose. Now, there are a subset of drugs that will kind of build up in the system and have potential to cause problems because of the length of time that we're giving them. But again, those are kind of more in the minority than the majority. Uh, an example would say um, maybe be uh, phenobarbital and um, treating for, for the treatment of seizures and epilepsy. If we give high, well, it's, it's still 
still it's high doses but if we give that for a long period of time especially at high doses we're more likely to get side effects or steroids and it would be another example if we give that long term that's more likely to cause side effects but by and large it's either an individual reaction or a dose dependent rather than time dependent uh, reaction that causes these side effects now with antibiotics they're often they're, they're obviously killing bacteria throughout the body they're not targeted to a single specific area so for whatever it is that leo is giving is needing to give his cat regular antibiotic treatment for it's not targeting that specific area so if for example it's a recurrent cystitis so a, a repeat bladder infection then the antibiotic that leo's giving is not just acting on the bladder it's acting throughout the whole body so in their skin in their guts and certain antibiotics are going to act uh, have a better action in certain locations but it's not just one single area and so a, a common side effect that we get is um long-term diarrhea so we wipe out the normal bugs that are growing and that are helping uh, with the normal digestive process in the intestine and that leads to a tummy upset and we can get um, get get chronic long-term diarrhea we could also maybe get vomiting in the short term as well now one major side effect that we will potentially get in long-term antibiotic treatment is the development of resistant infections so what happens is the the antibiotic it will kill all of the bacteria that are present or all the bacteria that it's active against but there will be a very small proportion or there is likely to be a very small proportion of that type of bacteria that are actually resistant to that antibiotic and what happens here is that they will then grow and that population will expand and it could completely take over and it means that then the infection becomes resistant to that antibiotic and this is how we get and develop multi uh, multi-antibiotic resistant bugs so you'll have heard of mrsa is a, a, a common human one of these so we call, also call them superbugs, and it can lead to the fact that uh, that antibiotics just stop working and even no antibiotics at all work so in the first instance you know potentially changing the antibiotic that's being used will help but the potential for that to happen the same process to happen again is definitely there and you can end up with bacteria that are resistant to kind of all manner of different antibiotics and that's really serious that can have absolutely devastating consequences for example we could get uh, wounds that just won't heal we can't clear up the infection um, and clearly that can be a fatal condition if we get for example um, kind of multi-resistant infections that result in a pneumonia um, you know that's going to potentially be a fatal infection so we really want to try and avoid that at all costs and so it's really important then that we use antibiotics responsibly so it's not to say that we can't use antibiotics and we shouldn't use antibiotics but we absolutely need to take responsibility for our use of antibiotics and this is for the human human field as well we only want to use them where they're appropriate where the infection is going to be treated by that antibiotic so we need to use the right antibiotic we need to give the right dose as well and we need to give it for the right length of time so we don't want to be giving it indefinitely unnecessarily certainly but we don't want to be giving too short a course either so we need to then be asking are antibiotics really needed long term so there are conditions that will require long-term use of antibiotics uh, and that's obviously going to be a judgment with you um, with your veterinarian that they're going to be making and based on your pet's condition and their response to treatment so examples of this could be antibiotic responsive diarrhea where antibiotics are the only thing that clears up that diarrhea uh, inflammatory bowel disease is another common condition and sometimes we will need to use the antibiotic metronidazole and i've mentioned that already that is one that can potentially cause 
cause neurotoxicity, so damage the nerves. But it also has an immunomodulatory effect, which is a bit of a mouthful, but basically it dampens down the local immune response in the intestine, which is brilliant for the treatment of inflammatory bowel disease. Now, very often we'll actually only need to give that when we're getting the condition under control. Once everything's settled down, we can afford to, to remove that metronidazole treatment. But there'll be a subset of, of cats and dogs who need that long-term and who are, are treated with that antibiotic long-term. Chronic snuffles and azithromycin is another situation in cats, certainly, where they've had maybe really bad uh, cat flu, really bad viral disease, and they're then needing long-term antibiotics to treat the secondary infections that happen as a result of that. And azithromycin is one drug that may be, may be used for, for the treatment of that condition. Um, that brings me to another good point, though, is that antibiotics, they treat bacteria, not viral disease. So going back to responsible use of antibiotics, if your dog has got a virus, then antibiotics are inappropriate. It could be that they then develop a secondary infection, in which case we then would use antibiotics. But if they've just got a, a viral cough, so a lot of kennel coughs, for example, are caused by viruses, um, or cat flu is often caused by a virus. And if there's no secondary infection, then antibiotics are not going to benefit your pet. And it's in an, an in appropriate use that could potentially lead to this development of superbugs that we want to avoid. So um, yeah, is it the right thing to be doing long term? Well, we also need to be making sure that we're using the right antibiotic, like I've already said, because it could be that if you're getting a recurrent infection, then yeah, the simply the antibiotic that's being used is the wrong one. To, to decide on the right one, we can do something called a culture and sensitivity. So that's where we take a swab, we take a sample of whatever it is, we send that off to the laboratory and we see which bacteria grow and also which antibiotics are best suited to getting rid of that infection. And then the final thing that we need to think about to, when we're deciding are antibiotics really needed for long-term treatment is is the fact that what is the underlying problem? So is the condition that antibiotics are being used for just treating the infection that's happening because of another disease? And if we actually address and correct and treat and fix that primary underlying problem, then we may eliminate the need for antibiotics. Now, uh, a simple example of this would be uh, if a dog or a cat is incontinent, then that means that they're they're leaking small amounts of urine all the time which leads to an increased risk of bladder infections now we can treat that bladder infection with uh, an antibiotic but if we're not addressing that underlying incontinence the infection is going to come back if however we treat that underlying incontinence and there's some very good treatments for that then we're going to remove the need for ongoing antibiotic use so you know, those are some things to consider. Now, if repeat long-term antibiotics are needed, then it's always worth asking yourself and asking your vet, well, is the diagnosis right? Are there more tests that are needed? Are there any other treatment options other than antibiotics? And it might be that there are, um, yeah, other kind of su supplements, there's other pharmaceutical drugs that will be just as effective in treating that infection. The next thing is, uh, is the right antibiotic being used, as I've already touched on? And then finally, is the dose correct? So you want to make sure that you're giving the right dose at the right time, at the right interval. Um, and then finally, is that antibiotic actually easy for you to administer? So if you are giving antibiotics for on a long-term basis and you've got a cat who is really difficult to tablet, won't, have the ta won't take the tablet crushed in its food, then is there an alternative? Is there a liquid um, preparation, for example? So, you know, giving it's just as important that we actually give the antibiotic appropriately as it is discussing whether antibiotics 
topics are needed at all. Get your questions answered at callthevet.org. So that should give you some food for thought if your pet is on long-term antibiotic treatment. But actually, it's some really important points if they're on antibiotics of any description for any length of time. So, yeah, I hope you found that interesting. And, you know, really appropriate antibiotic use, responsible antibiotic use is one of the biggest challenges in veterinary and human healthcare at the moment. Antibiotics are a fantastic uh, treatment for all manner of different infections. And if we actually lose that because they become completely ineffective, then actually that's going to have probably the biggest impact on healthcare imaginable. We're going to go from uh, perfectly treatable conditions to potentially being fatal. So yeah, definitely some things to think about. Um, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you have, then make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also share it with your friends and family so they don't miss out. And if you do have a couple of spare minutes, I'd appreciate it more than you can imagine. If you head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this show and leave me a five-star rating and review, it helps more than you can imagine with other people discovering this podcast and allows me to help more pets but that's it from me and until next time i'm dr alex this is call the vet take care you've been listening to call the vet be sure to rate review subscribe and we'll see you on the next episode of the show that answers all of your pet questions